0: I'm whizzing with the door open, and I love it. Why oh why Delilah! It's 11 K B B L degrees below zero. I hope you're someplace warm. You bet you're sweet. Ass. <laughs> Four finger discount,
1: dude. Six,
2: Okay, Mr. Davis, we are here for the four-figure discount Patreon-exclusive review of Home of the Heretic. The patrons have spoken, and they want Home of the Heretic reviewed. It's episode 9F01. I'm Dando.
3: I am Guy, as you previously already mentioned. I am Guy Davis. (laughs) Hello, hello, everyone. Home of the Heretic. Hooray. A fine episode. I'm happy uh, happy to revisit.
2: You know what's great about these monthly Four Figure Skate Classic reviews is that I forget how great these episodes are. I don't go back and review them. I uh, revisit them often enough. No. And man, Homer the Heretic. That first act, holy shit, is just like my favorite moment <laughs> all in one. Is there a better first act to the Simpsons than that one? Holy shit.
3: You would be hard-pressed to find it. It's a wonderful, oh. wonderful setup, just chock-full of great lines, great images. Homer extremely relatable. It's a great setup and yeah, the rest of the episode, not that bad either.
2: The rest of the episode is great. I think it's just really well written. Just the, you bet your sweet ass. <laughs> <laughs> so now that I'm a dad, I think I just relate to it so much more because when Nicola takes the kids for a walk, whatever, and I've got that 20 minutes to myself, it's like this, I'm literally Homer in this in this episode. It's oh, fucking amazing.
3: Peeing with the door open. Yeah, <laughs>
2: and I love it. I'm basically peeing. With the door open these days anyway, because Elliot won't let me go to the toilet without having a a visit, two or three visits.
3: (laughs) He's his father's son. That's delightful.
2: Can I just say congratulations to our little man, by the way? This week, he started using the toilet, (gasps) like the actual toilet. Yeah. Way to go, Elliot. Mm. I mean, he still wears a nappy just in case he has an accident, but he he knows now when he has to go wee, and he says, I want to go to the toilet. He jumps on, puts his little toilet, uh, Thomas the Tank seat on there, jumps up, does it himself. and And When he finished the first time, he goes, I'm very proud of me. (laughs)
3: What a great kid
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah so well done Elliot Very proud of you little dude But uh, Homer the Heretic (laughs) Man this episode was so funny I I absolutely loved it Homer here It's like He's being a jerk But he's being a relatable jerk (laughs) Yeah he's being
3: jerky But I don't think he's rubbing too many people's faces in it
2: He's not saying that What they're doing is wrong He's not saying You're not hanging shit on them He's just like I'm doing my thing you just need you to do your it. thing, I'll do my thing. Yeah. yeah. And what's also great about it too was that, honestly, and this is going to make me sound ridiculous, but I never actually picked up on the fact that all the people who come to help him at the end are the ones he snubbed throughout the episode.
3: Ah, right. Yeah. That's, oh, I hadn't thought of that either.
2: Yeah. So he slams the door on Krusty's face. He hangs shit on um on Pooh's beliefs, <laughs> feeds him a peanut. <laughs> but One yeah, they're the ones, ones. All, they're the ones that all come together and help him in the end. I thought that was very, very sweet. Yeah. Well
3: pointed out, Dan. I know I, I I hadn't conspicuously noticed. I'm sure in the back of my brain it was like, hey, you know, all these people are coming together and uh, under the guise of if not God, then at least godly teachings to uh, to do the right thing. So yeah, yeah. A, a nice way to uh, a nice way to wrap up this episode.
0: <gasps> hey, my favorite.
2: What was your favorite moment from the episode, Mr. Davis? I've got to say that. When
3: the Simpsons minus Homer are leaving the very cho- the cold church service after they've been frozen into the, uh, into the church, yeah. Marge is trying to start the car and you can hear the distinctive voice of or, or the distinctive sound of Julie Kavner sort of mimicking the car engine as the struggles to turn over. You hear this,
0: raw, 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 raw. <laughs> like,
3: I don't know, for some reason that tickled me. Yeah, um, I could. liked very much that when God was sitting next to, uh, to Homer on the couch, the cat came up and did a How little... How good was that? Yeah. That was nice. Did a little rub on the legs, as cats are want to do. And yep. God, being a cool dude, being a class act all the way, gives a little pat. Liked
2: it. Yep. I, that was... I never noticed that either. I thought that was a really <laughs> nice touch. Yeah, It's another example of not wasting any space on the screen. There's yes. always something happening. Yeah,
3: Always something happening.
2: I like the way that
3: Krusty referred to uh, his uh, door-to-door uh, charity thing as... A religious clown thing. <laughs> I, I don't know why I thought that was so funny, but I did. And, of course, Homer is St. Francis of Assisi with his animal friends. Peace be with you. And of,
2: until, of course, they
3: <laughs> won't give him five minutes alone in the shower.
2: I thought this was a um, a standout episode for Reverend Lovejoy. I thought he had some great lines. In particular, I loved car table for sale, top badly damaged, leg missing, otherwise fine. $1 or best offer. <laughs> To be, I had in my notes, this is Facebook Marketplace.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's Geelong online sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Will you take fifty cents? <laughs> Will you deliver? <laughs> now that that's Harry, right? That's Harry Shearer doing it. That. Is Harry? Yeah, he's got it as well. Got, yeah, he's like a jazz musician with that voice. Mm, so good. I, I thought about trying to do the, the voice, and I thought I'm not even going to come close. I won't bother.
3: <laughs> but just yeah, just hit some really good notes with
2: it. Just a lovely flow. Not yeah, I love Harry Shearer's voice. It's adorable. Yeah, it's just it's it's like could, if you could have Morgan Freeman or Harry Shearer being the narrator to your life, what would you choose? The late Alan Rickman. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved how Bart. I love when Bart referred to God as the Big Cheese. You saw Big <laughs> Cheese. <laughs> yeah, perfect teeth, nice smell, class act all the way. <laughs> I love class act all the way. That's just a. a, a <laughs>
3: It's a great way to refer to someone that you respect. Yeah, That that guy's a class act all the way. (laughs) (laughs) It was really good. Much like yourself,
2: Dando. You're a class act all the way.
1: Next question. You there, eating the paste.
2: Trivia for Homer the heretic. I've got plenty here, but I'll just pick a few. You go first. You go first. What is the temperature
3: that Homer hears uh, from KBBL when he's in the shower?
2: I know this. It is because... 11 kbbl degrees below 0. That is correct.
3: Well
1: done.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My first question is, what are the ingredients of Homer's space age out of this world waffles? Oh. Patented okay then. So it's
3: waffle mix,
2: caramels, yeah, liquid smoke. Liquid smoke and there's one more. How does he eat it? Oh, oh, he wraps it around a stick of butter. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I could I could feel
3: my heart seizing up just watching that. I'm normally I'm normally a big fan of Homer's, you know, indulgences, but that one I was like, oh,
2: nah. A stick of butter. I think you would actually have to go to hospital if you ate that.
3: Oh god, yeah.
2: <laughs> Your next question:
3: Who wears short shorts?
2: Homer. <laughs> yeah. Is that the answer? Yeah, it's a it's kind okay. of a tri- <laughs> it's a trick I, question. It was like I'm like, is this a trick question? Oh, you are happy. I was like, oh. I'm gonna say Homer, but I'm gonna sound silly.
3: <laughs> it's just I wish I wear short shorts. Yeah.
2: Yes. My next question is: Homer finds a penny on the floor. What year was this coin produced? Is this one of your oh, questions? Oh no. Oh. But it's a good question because I don't know the answer to it. Mm, too busy looking at the wink.
3: I was. Yeah. Honest
2: Abe, but Honest Abe Lincoln giving you a wink. It was produced the year that this episode would have been produced. So this aired in '92. So, 1991. Correct. Well done. Ooh, nice one.
3: What Bible verse does Homer quote at Reverend Lovejoy at the dinner table?
2: Uh, it's Matthew 21:17, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Think about it. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> What's the capacity of Moses? Wow, you're picking some really obscure shit. Cuz Homer says it's the feast of the maximum Oh, maximum occupancy.
3: occupancy. Which I and I was looking Macky. I'm looking at Lincoln, and I'm looking at Macky maximum, maximum occupancy. I'm not looking at numbers here. Yeah,
2: so it was 65.
3: So, <laughs> oh, wait a minute, no, that's the wrong number to giggle at. Um, <laughs> what is the TV show that keeps Homer mm-hmm. from going to church the second time?
2: Ah, oh, how to make ladders? Very how close. To make your own ladder. How to make your own ladder? What is the name of the insurance company?
3: I was clearly enjoying this episode too much because yeah. I'm, just, I'm missing out on all these peripheral details that make up the trivia questions. I don't know, Dando, you're going to have to tell me.
2: It's not even funny. It's just called Total Disaster Insurance.
3: Oh, okay.
2: It was just on, on the badge, shot I went back and I thought, it was only on for a split second, I thought, I'm going to get him with this one at least.
3: <laughs> you, you got me with that one at least.
2: How many Hindu are there in the world? Or Hindus? 700 million. That's super. <laughs> That's super. We'll discuss it when we get to that. That was hilarious. Good on you, rev. <laughs> so I've got a couple more questions. Yeah, hit me. I don't have any more, but try Okay. What was the score of the football game Homer was watching when he finds the penny, I believe. It says they're all tied up at this. Oh. No, I don't remember. Thinking of what degrees food has to be to be safe. I think well maybe it's coffee. Perfect hot, coffee. Hot. Sixty three. <laughs> Sixty three, well <laughs> done.
3: They, I only know this because there is a cafe chain in Geelong called 63 Degrees. And, of course, everyone who goes in the door, why would you name it 63 Degrees? Because <laughs> that's the optimum temperature for hot coffee.
2: Mm. Yes, correct.
3: Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> Final question here. <laughs> what was the name of the sermon on the sign at the front when Reverend was uh, angry at Homer?
3: You're just embarrassing me this time because I don't... <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> Uh, think th- think of
2: think of a film starring Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. Well, it's when Harry met Sally, but mm-hmm. uh, when
3: Homer met Satan. Well done. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice work, brain. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you should have seen Guy's eyes just light up then. He was so proud of himself. I'm so Yay. proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is trivia for Home of the Heretic. We'll be right back. Actually, you know what? Since this is a Patreon exclusive, we're not going to take a short break. We're just going to get straight into it. Let's do this. Oh, I wanted a short
3: break so I could go put my Thomas Tank Engine toilet seat on and, you know, <laughs> get real proud of myself. But anyway, no, nah, let's go to it. Do you need to tinkle?
2: Not anymore. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the original air date of Home of the Heretic was October the 8th, 1992. It was written oh, by George times. Meyer, directed by Jim Reiden. Uh The chop gag was, I will not defame New Orleans, which was apparently an apology mm. to, uh, I think the Streetcar Named Desire was the episode that came before this. Streetcar Named Marge? Was it, is that the episode, name of the episode? Marge, yes. Why did I say Desire? Is that what the actual thing's called? That's the actual yes. name of the yes, play. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You fool! <laughs> and, uh, and the catch was the cow- couch like swivels into the into the wall, and an mm. empty couch replaces it. Mm. All right, so it kicks off of Homer uh, in the womb, a really popular scene, but you could never really know which episode it's from. It's just so bizarre and random. You know, everyone mm. everyone knows this shot, knows this scene, but it's like, what episode is that from? I've got no idea. I mean, everyone remembers the cinnamon bun, which we're going to get
3: to in a moment. But mm, uh, yes. yeah, the wo- I, I had forgotten that this kicks off with the womb. But yeah, the minute it starts, like, oh, of course. Yep. And let's face it, to quote the late, great Robin Williams, who would have been 70 years old at, uh, today at the, uh, at the time of the recording, as he said on one of his comedy, uh, comedy routines, you spend nine months trying to get out and the rest of your life trying to get right back in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Robin Williams is a very dirty comedian. He really was. I mean... What, really what, filthy. <laughs> I had
3: this uh, cassette of his stand-up, and this was sort of between him getting really big with Good Morning Vietnam and, mm. uh, and his time on Mork and Mindy. I don't know why I bought it. I mean, I, I wasn't necessarily a huge fan of Mork and Mindy or anything like that, but uh, I went down to Brashes and bought... Uh, <laughs> the album was called Throbbing Python of Love, which you know refers to what you might think it refers to. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, two sides of his stand up show. And yeah, I mean, he was, he could work a bit
2: blue. It was, it was great. It would have been probably 12. And I remember being at the video shop and seeing Robin Williams' live stand up and me going, oh, it's, I love Robin Williams. Mrs. Doubtfire, Flubber. Yeah. Bicentennial <laughs> Man, Genie, Deadpool Society, which I don't think I really knew. I only thought Hook was another one I knew him from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. All the kids' movies that he made. And then I sort of put on this, this stand up and go, oh, oh. What did, what, what, why are you saying these words, Mr. Williams? <laughs> but he was such a—he was such a sweaty man on stage. Oh God, yeah. Oh, he
3: God—he used to sweat. I think it's a combination of a lot of body hair and a lot of cocaine.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah,
3: <laughs> it's funny. It'd be like if—it'd be like if someone grew up watching the Eddie Murphy Doctor little movies, hmm. and then you slipped him a tape of Delirious.
2: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he's in the womb I feel like they just made this scene so they could get Dan to scream I'm all naked and wet wet <laughs> I do
3: I do like how Marge is kind of all business you know I mean it establishes the, the the dynamic pretty early on she's not grumpy or anything like that but she's like we're going to church this is what happens on a Sunday but morning it's, you know. it's, <laughs> almost,
2: it's almost like the episode sort of tackles the uh, the debate or the question of she goes to church, Marge, because it's just what people do. Yes. And Homer's just decided, ah, oh, this is actually a better lifestyle for me. I'm actually, actually happier doing this. No, you're going to church because that's what people do. It's like, yeah. Oh,
1: but you know, if
2: he doesn't want to go, he doesn't have to. Yeah. I love how they say, Literally,
3: it's like, are you really giving up your faith? Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. But um... he's not giving up, he's just changing his faith. And like he says, he's got he, he makes some good points. Home, I'm sorry, we're skipping ahead a bit here. But God's omnipotent. Well, I don't know. If the, I think Homer uses a different word, but you know, like, isn't he everywhere? You know, what difference does it make if I'm whether at church or on the couch here? But I think if you're in church, there's not a whole lot else to do other than just listen to Reverend Lovejoy and and shiver. <laughs> so, I know it kind of forces you to come face to face with God, so to speak. Whereas. Yep. If you're at home and you think, oh, you know, I'm going to worship God for me, it's like, no, he's just going to watch TV and eat space-age moon waffles. And be happy. And be happy, yeah, which is what
2: God wants for us, really. I uh, hope does not want to go to church. I love the delivery of, too cold out. <laughs> it's, it's He's very Elliot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a polar bear at the front. We then get, uh, <laughs> ooh, I hate these itchy church pants. It reminds it's... me of... That's actually one of my. We just did the. We just recorded a mailbag for the season thirteen finale, and we were asked the question, "One of your favorite uh, just random lines? I love Homer's. Ooh, I hate the icky soup skin. <laughs> <laughs> so then he tries to put his pants on, rips. Forget it. I am not going. Mm-hmm. We have those moments where things just keep going wrong. We get to the point you go, where you just go, "Fuck it, it ain't happening. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking staying home." <laughs> If anything, this is God telling me
3: not to go to church.
2: <laughs> the Almighty would not throw so many obstacles in my way. Exactly right. We get the great transition here of Marge being angry, then she's behind the wheel and the window's fogging up because it's so cold outside. Maggie's got her tongue stuck to the uh, the seat.
0: Hey, where's Homer? Your father's resting. Resting hung over, resting got fired. Help me out here.
2: I-, I like the way that the kids just sort of accept who Homer is. Helps them deal with the fact that their father's not got a lot going on for him. But he still loves them, though. Bit of an underachiever, professionally speaking, yeah. yes. They not get the, the classic toasty cinnamon bun moment.
0: Uh, I'm just a big toasty cinnamon bun. I never want to leave this bed. Uh-oh. Got to take a whiz. Think, man. Think. Think, think, think. I better get up.
2: I think this is one of the most memorable, quotable, and relatable Homer moments of all time.
3: Very much so, but it got me thinking. Mm. Do you think it made a connection because, oh, you do feel like that when you're wrapped up, you know, the perfect morning when it's, a, it's cold outside, the bed's the perfect temperature, you don't necessarily have to get up. Mm, do you really feel like a cinnamon bun at that stage? Or is this line just sort of become ingrained in the, uh, in the collective consciousness so much that now you feel like a cinnamon bun? I
2: don't know. Well, I haven't laid down and had a sl- uh, sleep in a bed for nine months now. Holy turned nine months yesterday. I've been on the couch for nine months. So I forget wow. what it's like to lay down in a bed. I don't think of a, bur-
3: um, a cinnamon bun so much. I didn't think of a burrito.
2: Yeah, so you're saying the comparison, is that what you're saying? Are you saying you don't get yeah. warm or are you saying cinnamon bun?
3: Oh, no, no, I get warm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dumb. okay,
2: yeah. So c- cinnamon bun, I don't think of cinnamon bun. No, I think I'm just like... Burrito's a good term, actually, yeah. Yeah, because when we used to wrap up Holly and Elliot, when they were little kids and their little things, little burrito babies we used to call them. Yeah, burrito. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, toasty burrito. I don't know, toasty cinnamon bun just sounds nicer.
3: It does. It feels sort of comfortable and
2: cosy. Just the yeah. words, cinnamon yeah. bun. But he's got to take a whiz. How great's the <laughs> Think, think, think. Think, man, think. Think think think. Yeah, just the, <laughs> the
3: pauses in it are
2: perfect. It. It's so good. But even just this whole scene though, with the with the door open, singing in the shower. Just not mm. even the bet your sweet ass but Just the singing the Delilah song. He's just having yeah. so much fun. He's so happy. You're being a bit selfish,
3: you know. I mean, Homer's is sort of notoriously selfish, but they're selfish and they're selfish. And this is like, you know, I don't have to keep my voice down. I'm not afraid that someone's going to come and say. Uh, good dad song dad or anything like that you can just you can be really uninhibited just let loose
2: he's dancing like there's no one else in the room because there isn't correct he's dancing like there's no one watching that's that's bang on everyone is cold at church it's absolutely freezing there and Maggie's milk is just frozen like a, a complete solid uh, ice block then we get the Homer doing the risky business parody of the short shorts May rewind for just a little bit because mm-hmm. doing
3: doing my little internet research for this episode came across something that I thought was kind of interesting. Okay, your your mileage may vary on that listers. You may go wish to make yourself a cup of tea while I talk this shit. But um, the radio that they've got in the uh, in the shower, mm-hmm. it's called No Soap Radio, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what if there's something behind that? And did a little bit of a look up. There's like a practical joke called No Soap Radio that involves. If you're the joker, there's you and the, you've got someone like a plant, and you tell a joke, and the punchline is no soap, radio. And the, the person you've got planted will go, <laughs> like, it's the funniest thing ever. Yeah. yeah. And the person that you're telling the joke to will be kind of like, what? I don't get it. Or they'll go, <laughs> no soap, radio. Yeah. <laughs> No soap radio is just a nonsense punchline. It doesn't mean anything.
2: It's the same. You can make someone feel like they have to laugh because they don't want to like feel they like they are left out. Long. Yeah, yeah.
3: So the <laughs> no soap radio. So, so what's so funny about it? Uh, it's no soap <laughs> radio. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so there's no explanation for it. It's just a. It's a. A, it's a, it's a way to make someone that, yeah. look like a stooge. yeah. Yes, it's like a, it's like a social experiment. <laughs> it is, yeah. So the, uh, the, the writers guys, well,
3: George Meyer and the, the writers team, yeah, decided to pay a little homage to that with no soap radio
2: in the shower. Yeah, very cool. We learned something today, Mr. Davis. Thank you for that. That has been Simpsons Trivia with your host, Guy Davis. <laughs> so, yeah, make, as I said, Maggie's uh, milk is frozen. hope he's done the risky business. Then he t- makes his patented space age, out of this world, moon waffles.
0: The perfect chance to make my patented space-age out-of-this-world moon waffles. Let's see here. Caramels. Waffle batter. Liquid smoke. Ooh, waffle runoff. Mmm, fattening. The whole,
3: the meal itself, I mean, with the butter, like I said, uh, no, I don't yeah. think I could do it. The runoff, though. The runoff looked really nice.
2: The, the runoff is always the best part. It's so good. It's like when you're making a, when Nicola makes a cake and you lick the bowl or whatever, or you lick the spoon. <gasps> oh, the yeah. Ac, the excess is delicious.
3: <laughs> Isn't it? Although, apparently, if, you, if you're making it with eggs, you're not supposed to do that. Really?
2: Oh, because it's raw. Yeah. But But people drink yeah. raw eggs, though, when they're trying to bulk up and that, don't they?
3: I think only Rocky did that.
2: I, okay. think every, I think I think everyone else
3: who did it, everyone else who did it was going. This is disgusting.
2: No, I remember watching one time in the wrestling. Vince McMahon drank raw eggs on this as as part of a workout thing to bulk up to take on Stone Cold Steve Austin in the Royal Rumble, 1999. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yes, yeah, so I was going to say the the I love it when I'm making toasted cheese sandwiches and the cheese oozes out the side. You are like lick the, Ooh, your finger yeah. straight in. So good. <laughs> Always put in too much cheese so that it overruns you can eat the excess cheese on the side. <laughs> Good hint. Good tip, Dando. We then get the sermon about hell and it makes everyone feel warm, but you know, I'm there. <laughs> then Homer spills some uh, moo waffle on himself and the dog licks it off. Just, this, this sounded like it was fun to deliver by Dan. <laughs>
1: Just
2: stop 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 up. Everyone is now stuck in church because the doors are frozen shut. Lisa starts praying. Lisa, this is neither the time nor the place.
3: <laughs> I found it very interesting that Ned was so flustered about being locked in church.
2: You think he'd be kind of happy to be sticking around. That's a good point, but maybe it's like cabin fever. Yeah, he just wants to cuz it's so cold there. He wants to get back to the warmth. Cuz it seems to me like the the church doesn't have any heaters in the room.
3: No, it looks like a very
2: <laughs> Wrath of God kind of place. I was listening to the radio. What I liked about this too was that he's just at home listening to the radio. He hasn't got the TV on. Yeah. I like doing that sometimes. It's like when you just whack Spotify on or something, you just put some music on. It's so much more relaxing than having the TV. Sometimes I like to have the TV off, just have some cool music playing in the background.
3: Absolutely.
2: Oh, yeah. I just played uh, Johnny Calhoun, The Someone find Me a Genie or something like that. Genie with a Genie with a magic bikini. Yeah, it's funny, Genie with a Magic Bikini. That's correct. Then they're talking about his spoken word right wing uh, album, which sunk his career. Kind of killed his career.
0: (laughs) That was Johnny Calhoun with Gonna Find Me a Genie with a Magic Bikini. (laughs) Of
1: course, Johnny's next record was a spoken word album of his right wing political views. It kind of killed his career. If you
0: can tell me the name of that album, call our contest line now. (gasps) I know that. Hello, this is Homer Simpson. Homer, can you name that title? This Things I Believe. Uh, can we accept that?
2: Woohoo! On Wheel of Fortune, they would not accept that. If you don't say Absolutely the word correctly, not. you're in trouble. I, always, I think I may have mentioned this on the podcast. There was one time, it was song titles. And it said, <laughs> money, 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 on the screen. And the woman goes, money, Moni, Moni." <laughs> and it was, about, it was like an like awkward <gasps> From the crowd About two uh, second pause then uh, just a <laughs> uh, <laughs> and It's the funniest
1: thing <laughs> oh,
2: I felt so bad for her But you know If you can't read the word money Then <laughs> that's your own fault Then you don't deserve any money <laughs> No you don't That's exactly right
1: How's that door coming Willie? Miracles are your department reverend Uh, While we're waiting, why don't I read from the Sunday Bulletin? Card table for sale, top badly damaged, leg missing, otherwise fine. One dollar or best offer.
2: Homer is then watching the Three Stooges. Moe is their leader. (laughs) 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 I've never been a real Stooges guy. You, I've, never uh, really, you, I've never seen anything about the Three Stooges, really. I've, I I know exactly who they are. I know what they look like. If you show me a picture of them, I'd be like, yeah, the Three Stooges. I don't think I've ever actually watched an episode of yeah. the Three Stooges. Were they just short clips or was it a long-running show? What was it? Were they films? What were they? I think they did shorts. I don't think
3: they ever did, like, features or anything like that. I've never really watched um, much Stooges. I've seen bits and pieces of them and little bits of shenanigans and all that. but uh, Yeah. Yeah, be, I did like hearing them though. I did like you know, Mo just saying, grab a spine and get cracking.
2: But then we get back to the church and Willie really, has finally got the door open. Bart's racing again on top. This to me felt very early Simpsons. Bart just finding his way yeah. across the top of a crowd. Hey, nice lady. Uh, nice hat lady. and That kind of thing. Just that's what he.
3: Yeah, being that very sort of smarmy, fast talking kind of little yeah. hustler. That yeah. feels very, those early stages when they thought Bart was going to be like the breakout star of the show or the breakout character everyone was doing the Bartman and all
2: that yeah. kind of business. Even by season four though, I feel like Homer has really taken the reins as the leader of the show. I think so, yeah. Homer is then turning on the TV for some sweet, sweet pep, gets public affairs <laughs> program, which is interrupted for a football game. Touchdown with his with his <laughs> beer can.
3: <laughs> I love his little dance.
1: I think yes. I've done that
2: dance. It's a great gif as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Marge can't start the car, which is the moment you mentioned before where she's groaning over the top. Really nice touch there. <laughs> I love this. Lisa thinking, you know, know-it-all, she's um, going to help. What?
3: What would help? Even Marge's had enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so funny. I, I, I don't know if you were a precocious kid like that who would
2: offer advice or try to add their two cents into grown-up conversations. <laughs> were you like that? I was like that. I remember we went to the footy about six weeks ago. My parents were driving, and I'm, like, driving from the back seat, and I'm like, I need to stop this, because they didn't tell me off, but I'm like, Man, if if my dad was doing this to me when I was driving, I'd be livid. So <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this guy's turning up here. My dad must be thinking, what, you don't think I can see the same fucking thing that you you're looking at? Yeah, mate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't help it though. I like to feel like I'm in control even when I'm not in control. We're now listening to the football. So what well, the things that what's happened? So we had three visits from Morgana the Kissing Bandit, as well as the return of Jim Brown. <laughs> it's just like the greatest game ever. <laughs> Uh, Jim Brown, for those of you unaware, uh, NFL player for the Cleveland Browns, won Rookie of the Year, I think it was MVP like three times, and helped them win a championship in, I want to say, 64, early 60s at some point. Mm. Homer is then, uh, he then looks down the floor and finds the penny. It was great directing here, looking up at Homer, looking down at the coin, just yeah. zooming in slowly, Homer's face getting wider of a smile, he's so excited, <laughs> and the wink, <laughs> Uh
1: huh.
2: <laughs> and the the way Dan delivers, I found a
1: penny! Penny!
2: <laughs> he's so excited and he has to think about it. It is the best day of his life. Better than his wedding, better than the
3: overturned beer truck.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the family then arrive home and Simon says, I've had the best day and I would all to skipping church. He says he's never going to go to church again. And we get the <gasps> moment you discuss. You give up your faith. No, 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 no. Well, oh, yes. But yes. <laughs> we come back from commercial, Marge is still annoyed. That They do this sometimes just to remind you, just in case you've just tuned in, I can't believe you're not going to church ever again. I think she might be
3: also a bit annoyed because she's really trying to get the residue of
2: out-of-the-world space-age moon waffles off the uh, off the waffle press. I do this sometimes with the toasted sandwich maker. Nicola's like, did you make a toasted sandwich for lunch today? I go, yes. She goes, did you clean it? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have a tendency to
3: let the, uh, let the sandwich press go a little, uh, go about a week or so with a bit of residue left on it. Then you've got to turn it on. Yeah. Hit, hit, hit it, it with, a wet, with a wet paper towel. And get that
2: tss. <laughs> tss. It's, a very, it's a very satisfying tss sound, though, when it does that. Homer here is trying to justify why he shouldn't go to church and Bart is all for it. That also, where he says, testify, and he waves his hands, that's a popular GIF as well. I have seen that as in GIF form. Yes, yes. Definitely and prays for him at bedtime. I'm over here, come to bed, Marge. Just... <laughs> it's good for what ails you. <laughs> I can stay up all. He <laughs> <laughs> then has the dream with God. What I liked about this, so he's watching TV in his dream. The TV starts going fuzzy. It says uh-oh on the TV.
3: <laughs> I didn't hear that. That's great.
2: Then or oh, it doesn't say it actually says it on the TV. It oh. says the words uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Homer then you know uh, what the, the thing about this is he gets through to God which was the best part about this God's yeah. like I can
3: see your point of view
2: I see yeah, what you're God, saying
3: God's a reasonable uh, reasonable
2: deity yeah he's not here to uh, pass judgment he's like okay I'm hearing you out both have pros and cons whilst I prefer you to come to church I understand what you're doing
0: you know what I really hate about church those boring sermons
1: <sighs> I couldn't agree more That Reverend Lovejoy really displeases me. I think I'll give him a canker sore.
0: Give him one for me. I will. So I figure I should just try to live right and worship you in my own way.
1: Homer, it's a deal. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to appear in a tortilla in Mexico.
2: Homer, this is what's great, right? The dressing gown that he wears. He wears it everywhere now. He never gets changed. <laughs> but he's he's um he's walking around the backyard. He's very he's at peace, he's happy, he's he's got his animal friends, but they do join him in the shower. Guys, please give me a minute. Jesus. A very Matt Grainy looking squirrel on his shoulder as well. Is it? Okay, yeah.
3: I mean it looked like uh something out of life in hell or yep. the rabbits and bunnies that he used to do. I'm a big fan of Homer's comfortable wear i mean that that dressing gown. i'm not really a dressing gown kind of guy but that one looks comfortable and i was a huge fan of his bear claw slippers that he was wearing early on they look great
2: i got nicola some because she likes friends obviously as you'd be well aware some turkey uh with a little hat on from friends you know monica puts a turkey hat on well nicola does like friends so much so that uh, don't you and her do a podcast called uh, the one about friends we do indeed. It's available on iTunes wherever you find your podcast. Check it out. We're about to record a new episode tomorrow. So listen out for that one, listeners. But um, yeah, so I got her the slippers of the turkey head. That's just what I was saying. But I do love that. Homer's bear slippers are indeed fantastic. Lovejoy is then at dinner. And Marge says, I'm sorry, Reverend, but there is an ulterior motive to invite you for dinner. <gasps> I can't believe it. Homer that explains his dream. Yeah, it's weird because usually I dream about naked Marge. Marge. <laughs> <laughs> Lovejoy tries to tell Homer you know, to remember seven, uh, Matthew seven twenty six. Homer's rebuttal, it makes no sense, but think about <laughs> think it. About it. Well,
3: it's, a, it's a good sort of um, gentle piss take on the Bible because mm. you've got so many people interpreting it in so many different ways to
2: justify whatever they believe. Homer calls in sick to work here, and it's a religious holiday, the feast of the maximum occupancy. I do like the way that Homer's just taken full advantage of it. I've created my own religion. I can do what I want, make up my own rules. Would this actually fly, though? I think you'd have to do a little more research. Mm. If I just called up work tomorrow and said it's the, the feast of the Guy Davis. But it like, sounds like a good feast.
3: It does. It sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically, who's delivering for nothing on Deliveroo? <laughs> or, you know, who, who's 20% off on Uber Eats tonight?
2: But, um, yeah. So Mo says that he won't join his religion because he was born a snake handler and he'll die a snake handler.
3: I didn't realize snake handler was a religion. I don't know if it's an actual religion, but it's certainly a component of some religions. I think the, the lovely Louise and I started to watch some documentary on um, on Foxtel about one of those, I want to say backwards redneck style religions, you know, they hold meetings in like a, either a big tent or a rickety old shack or whatever, and there were some snakes involved with that one, and I think someone used the snakes as like a murder weapon to get rid of their first wife or something. Jesus. But uh, yeah, I know, it was a bit sketchy. Um, a bit sketchy, you say? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what sort of
2: religion it was, whether it was
3: Baptist. I don't want to offend any
2: particular religion. Let's, 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 probably... let's, not, let's not name religions.
3: <laughs> let's not name religions. Sorry, Baptists. But, I mean, I think yeah, regular Baptists probably go, no, nah, that's hardcore, offshoot, backward-ass
2: Baptists. That's not us. Flanders then tries to win Homer back.
0: Neighbor. I heard about your heresy, and we've made it our mission to win you back to the flock. No sale. Homer, Christian life isn't all praying and sacrifice. Hey, dig this. God, God said, said to, to Noah, Noah, there's gonna, gonna, gonna be, be a floody-floody. <laughs> Rain came down, and it started,
1: started to, to get muddy-muddy. Get, get,
0: get those leave me alone dad the heathen's getting away i see him son
2: i I like the fact that flanders was very determined here he's going to great lengths to make sure that homer didn't get away i was like i love when you say the evil side of the flanders family or the yeah the determined side shall we
3: say yeah it was also a little a little bracing to see Maud back in the fold yes that was it was nice though mm -hmm. it was it's like oh yeah remember the good times
2: they get the Itchy and Scratchy cartoon, the flamey to the Moon, classic one. Yes, Kids then question Marge on why they have to go to church. and Oh, by where, the way, sorry. yeah, I'm sorry about this. Uh, one thing I really loved during the Flanders
3: Faith Offensive, they had that sort of really 80s TV show guitar
2: music over the car chase. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like... I think it's the music they use quite often over the car chases in the earlier seasons. Yeah, it's it sounds
3: like something you'd hear on, you know... It's Miami Vice. Yeah, or Jake and the Fat Man or Hardcastle yeah. and McCormick or one of those things. One yeah. of those dreadful uh, cop shows from the 80s. Da-l-l-l-l-na-h-l. But see, at
2: the time, it probably still would have felt relevant being in 92.
3: Probably, yeah.
2: yeah. But this is where we get Marge. She, like, she tries to explain, she's in a real situation here because she can't control Homer. As much as yeah. she wants him to come to church, her beliefs are you go to church, you pray to God, you follow your beliefs, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Homer's going against that and it's like she loves this man. She knows she can't control him but she's like, you put me in a situation where I'm going to have to tell the kids that you're wicked. <laughs> yeah. It's it's overstated, but Marge has a point as well. I
3: think if you were... You'll know this better than I will, Dan, but if you're a couple and you have kids, you're a family unit, you sort of have to present a bit of a united front in a lot of ways. You know, these are the values we want to instill in our kids. This is the kind of example that we want to set. And if you've got a bit of a rift in that... It can be kind of disruptive. Well, it strikes me as that way. Definitely,
2: yeah, yeah, and uh, because Marge, is, as we have pointed out time and time before, she's very by the book. She's very not everything has to be perfect, but she's she just she likes things to be in order. And this is this is this is disrupting order. And in her opinion, it's making her family look like, as you said, not a united front. Yeah, and she's worried about being judged when Homer's just like, fuck it. Who cares? Stay have- home. Have bean have waffles. <laughs> How great is Homer's here? He's rebuttal to Marge. You know, <laughs> there once was another guy with long hair. I forget his name. Marge, you know him? He drove that blue car. <laughs> he drove that blue car. <laughs> of course, he's, you know, you think he's pulling that, uh, that age-old
3: thing about long-haired guy with crazy ideas. His yeah. name was Jesus. Yeah. And
2: I was like, some guy from the neighbourhood. Drove a blue car. <laughs> He's trying to argue against much. Much, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> help me out here. Help me out. My argument against you. <laughs> she tells the kids to go wait outside, and she says, "Homer, are you actually going to make me choose between my man and my God? Because God's always going to win." Yeah. I heard that and went, "Wow!" Like I don't know. Obviously, that's how a lot of people live their life. You know, their yeah, their faith is the most important thing in their life. To me, though, I just could never. I can't understand that. The person that you love is what's most important to me, though. But I'm yeah. not a I'm not a religious person. To you, they're the manifestation of the, your
3: partner, the one that you love is the manifestation of all that's good and holy. You yep. know. and they're right there. You know, yeah. as opposed to I can see them, I can touch them. They feed me. Yeah, some <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to some creator, goodness only knows where. It's like mm, no, I think I'll. Uh, I think I'll choose the lovely Louise over yeah. the big so cheese. That,
2: that that person right there, she's the reason I'm still alive. Otherwise, I'd be dead. I'd be dead long ago by now. I, <laughs> I, I, I can't survive without this person. <laughs> I'd be just eating space-age moon waffles all the
3: time, and I'd probably be dead of a heart attack by now.
2: <laughs> but Homer's just not listening. He's not taking her serious at all. She says, I'm going to ask you one last time. Are you sure you're not going to come? And what's next? Make your own ladder. Oh, I'm very sure. <laughs> <laughs> Lovejoy is then giving the sermon on Homer. And meanwhile, Homer is reading the play dude for the Lorne Michaels interview and the jokes. And nah.
3: <laughs> well, I
2: don't, yeah, not interested in the lawn Michaels no. interview, but uh, but he did like the joke about <laughs> love springs internal. I don't get it. Crusty then is knocking on the door, collecting brotherhood, uh, from the brotherhood of Jewish clowns, collecting money because they had tornadoes, claimed 75 uh, Jewish clowns last year. <laughs> there were floppy shoes and rainbow wigs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that he slams the door on his face when out the quickie mart, Homer's still wearing his robe or his gown, he hasn't got dressed yet. I love that.
0: Apu, I see you're not in church. Oh, but I am. I have a shrine to Ganesha, the god of worldly wisdom, located in the employee lounge. Hey Ganesha, want a peanut? Please do not offer my god a peanut. No offense, Apu, but when they were handing out religions, you must have been out taking a whiz. Mr Simpson, please pay for your purchases and get out and come again.
2: And please come again. That's so great. <laughs> I do love... This is one of the most iconic homo lines ever. Everyone is stupid except me. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. This, this episode has so many iconic homo lines and moments. It's, it's, it's amazing. He, um, he's gone to sleep. As he, just after he said, everyone's stupid except me. Cigar sets fire to the play, dude. House catches on fire.
3: By the way, I don't know if you've got to be an aficionado of old school... Magazines like Playboy or men's magazines like Esquire, from this because mm. this this one is dated like 1968 or something, so it's a very. Oh, is it really? Okay, I could see I could see the date on it
2: I don't know why I was looking
3: at that or if it sort of leapt out at me. So, how Lord uh,
2: Michael's getting being interviewed in there then?
3: I'm trying to remember when SNL started. It was like in the early 70s, I think. How old's Lord Michael's? Oh, Lord Michael's is probably in his high 70s now. He oh, yeah. was a bit of a boy wonder
2: when he started um, SNL. Okay, so he uh,
3: was no, really be, young then. Yeah, okay.
2: Yeah, but... Yeah, he's active, 1968. Well, there you go. It would make sense. But Playboy
3: wasn't always all naked ladies. It had naked ladies in it, but it was a magazine for the sophisticated man, you know. It was interviews with uh, upmarket authors and the best stereo equipment, and here's a good wine for you to drink. Uh, So I just saw this headline on the cover of the Play Dude, which was, don't laugh, it's a car from Japan. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even notice that. Which is... Which is, of course, something like some American dude in the the late 60s reading a men's magazine was like, car from Japan, you say? "Uh, Don't know if it's ever going to replace my old Chevy. (laughs) So I just, I don't know. Look, as we were saying before, no space wasted. You know, if you've got an opportunity to wedge in just a little something that maybe like only three nerds in the world like me will get, Uh, still do it regardless. So I, I don't know. I just thought that was really funny.
2: We come up for a commercial and the house is all burning down. You think Santa's little help is going to help Homer? Nope, he's just stealing the chocolate bar. Was it a Hershey's? It was a Hershey's, right? It was a Hershey's. He take, so he takes the, takes the chocolate bar and runs. How great's the visual of Homer's hair burning? <laughs> like, a, like a wick on a dynamite? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Tries to remember the song to help him get through it. Something, something. Then you'll see, you'll avoid catastrophe. <laughs> Remembers
3: everything but the vital information. That's yeah, exactly
2: so right. Apu a then sees through his binoculars that something's going down as a fire at the Simpsons house, so he, he puts a little Jump Shit in charge. Now, is this when was the episode that they had the octuplets? Uh, that was season thirteen. Okay, this is season four. Yeah, it's not his child. Oh, it's just a kid. <laughs> yeah, I believe we find out that I think it's Sanjay's child. Oh, okay. Let's let's have a look. Let's talk Simpsons Jump Shit. I do love the reaction from the um from the Bulizo like oh, kid. He pulls out a shotgun and it's just like oh shh. <laughs> Shit. Okay. So I'm just looking up. <laughs> what, what does Kearney say?
3: We promise. Yeah. <laughs> <Something> like- <laughs> oh, we promise. Mouth-
2: yeah, with a mouth with a, like Snickers or something. It's gross. Oh, so <laughs> apparently Jump Ah. Oh, je- oh. So I thought it was wrong, but the subtitles of the Disney Plus said Jump shed. It's Jam Shed. Yes. Jam Shed. Okay. Is his name. Jam Shed pedal Nahasapimapedalon, born in 1988, is a Pooh's nephew, Sanjay's son. So he appears in a later episode much older. Because yeah, I was about to pull a dando and go,
3: I thought they had kids in season 13. This continuity's all wrong. <laughs> Screw this show. <laughs> Worst show ever. Ever. <laughs> oh, I'm so- This is a sidebar. Feel free to cut it out. But uh, I was on Twitter uh, earlier and the new G.I. Joe prequel Snake Eyes... Is coming out soon. It looks actually pretty good based on the trailer. But they had, I think it's either just open in the US or they had previews. But some guy on Twitter had written reviews saying, Snickers is an abomination. As a collector of the a longtime collector of G.I. Joe IP, I've got to see that this is this and this. And some guy just put a picture of Comic Book Guy above him saying, You cannot hear this review in anything other than Comic Book Guy's voice. <laughs> Cause it, a lot of it was in all caps. Like, Sneak Ace is an abomination. <laughs> is an <it> abomination. <laughs> <laughs> this is certainly not GI Joe cannon. It's <laughs> funny
2: how it's funny how whenever we jump to nerd voice, it's always comic book guy. Oh yeah, it's just so ingrained in all of our minds now that nerd voice comic book guy.
3: It just shows how much influence The Simpsons has on on in so many ways. I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's just me who does nerd, squeaky voice teen whenever you're doing a teenager. I think a lot of people do though when they're sort of like, uh, really want to kiss that girl. Yeah. But, uh, forget it. <laughs> you know, or, but definitely, comic book guy has become the default nerd
2: voice. Yeah, worst something ever. It's just yeah. like the thing now. You say yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: The, the, the definitive fanboy voice. Yeah, So just very sort of self, uh, self-important self-proclaimed authority on the whole thing. Mm, I think this new Transformers movie is not in keeping with the Optimus
2: Prime that I knew. <laughs> <laughs> but the Springfield Fire Department are on their way to help Homer. They have to wait for some ducks first, though, because they're just so cute. Flanders realises that the house is on fire, bursts in. Flanders is actually a fucking hero in this episode, like, genuine hero. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> absolutely.
1: <laughs>
2: but uh, the, door, the door gets blocked when he tries to jerk him out. I've always thought that the no from Flanders here just feels over the top. I mean, obviously, it's not over the top because of what's happening, but it just feels like it just goes, no! It just, it just seems like overacted. It's just it's bizarre. But anyway, so the floor then caves in. So he chucks the mattress out. This is perfect. So God's like, I'll help Homer here. I'll do exactly what you asked, Ned, but he ain't going to get away. Guide Homer to the mattress, square and true. And the the, the Homer's as he goes back into the window, <laughs> it's just the greatest. It's so funny. <laughs> the actual greatest is just Flanders doing the dive the flip, and the tumbling. The, okay. Oh. <laughs> One of the greatest Simpsons meme videos ever made that we shared on the page was um I think it was made by a man named Jason Clear maybe. Uh but yeah, he
3: what's his name? He, he drove that blue car. Yeah,
2: yes, exactly right. Had long hair. A lot of crazy ideas. But he got the, um in Sonic the Hedgehog, the original game, there's like bonus levels where you are Sonic and you're bouncing around this little area, but you remain a ball. So they got Flanders and they got him going, um, bouncing off the mattress into the ball and then transitioned <laughs> him into the game with the Sonic music. <laughs> fuck, it, fuck it's funny. It is like one of the greatest memes you'll ever see for Simpsons. It's it's amazing. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> That's good. But anyway, so Flanders saves the day. And Flanders says, you know, you would have done the same thing for me. Thinks of him. Burning to death, but what 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 does Homer think of when the kids when the family arrives? All the magazines and roaches, roach traps gone. (laughs) (laughs) Krusty saves the cat. Barney starts chopping down the uh, the the letterbox because you know it's for chopping stuff. And Lisa Lisa points out, you know, this is definitely an act of God. Hey, we didn't save Flanders' house. Of course he does. (laughs) How greats Homer's reaction to the insurance claim? Well, that's just great. <laughs> and like, like it's like how dare the insurance company? We only do, we only take real claims. Oh well, that's just great. <laughs> I, I like that
3: insurance guy though, because uh, can you imagine how many claims adjusters would oh. hear? Uh, well, you know, I have my new stereo system and my seventy-four uh, inch flat inch, uh, no, <laughs> flat screen, and uh, yeah, a couple of Picasso's. <laughs> you didn't have shit. <laughs>
2: I, I can imagine like working in the tax office and going through tax returns and they're, they're going to have a pen and go, well, that's not real. That's not real. Do I feel like <laughs> fucking this person over? Yeah, fuck it. Uh, just, just yeah, like, that's not real. That's not real. <laughs> like, and then sometimes I just go, you've claimed a little bit too much, buddy. Denied.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Audit.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's nearly five o'clock. I'm going to let this guy slide.
2: Yeah. Brockman is then doing the story on the fire, like it's a big deal. Hey, it's out. Next story on springy clothespins. Or, what was it? Springy clothespins or the other kind? The other
3: kind. <laughs> well,
2: cle- clearly it's springy. It's springy ones, of course. Oh, definitely, yes, definitely. Homer's in with everybody who saved him in the kitchen. It's all a bit burnt down. This is a thing. That house got fucked up. Like, the house should. They should have no possessions left. <laughs> but uh, Homer tries to think of what the lesson was.
0: You know, I have a feeling there's a lesson here. Yes, the lesson is... No, don't tell me. I'll get it. Oh, I know. The Lord is vengeful. Oh, spiteful one, show me who to smite and they shall be smoten. <laughs> Homer, God didn't set your house on fire.
1: No, but he was working in the hearts of your friends and neighbors when they went to your aid, be they Christian, Jew, or
0: miscellaneous. Hindu, there are 700 million of us. Oh, that's super.
2: <laughs> that is nowhere near quoted enough. It is amazing. Just so great. So Be- undermining. condescending. Yeah. Oh, so perfect. Uh. So great. Uh, you know, he says he's going to go to church. and give church another try. Custer Homer asleep, and he has the dream of walking with God. So this here works with Jimi Hendrix and Franklin. Apparently, yes. Jimi Hendrix was going to have a line as well, but they couldn't get the person to do a spot-on Jimi Hendrix voice, so they cut out that line. Mm. But I love the, you know Homer, nine out of ten religions fail in their first year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't feel bad, Homer. Nine out of ten religions fail in their first year.
0: That's game, Hendrix. God, I gotta ask you something.
1: What's the meaning of life? Homer, I can't tell you that. Come on. You'll find out when you die. I can't wait that long. You can't wait six months? No, tell me now. Well, okay. The meaning of life is... And we
2: get the classic meaning of life ending, which Fox fucked up. They did. Yeah, yeah. I, I read about this
3: because it was going apparently going to go from the meaning of life is tonight on Fox. Yeah. You know, Joe Millionaire. Or- <laughs> and, and
2: back in 1992 when this first aired, if they had have done it that way, Genuinely would have been Simpsons fans or people watching, thinking, "Oh fuck, they they're going to tell us," and they cut it off. <laughs> but, but, but because it is cuts to credits, it ruins that joke. They're like I mean, it's still funny, but it would have been funnier if it gets interrupted and you would have gone, "What the fuck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, I'm never going to see this again." <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, Home of the Heretic. What a fucking episode! Absolutely, it's it's just laughs from start to finish. The first act is one of my favourite acts of any episode ever. I just think it's brilliant. We had an absolute blast re-watching it, the both of us, and we had an
3: even more of a blast talking about it. What did we learn, Palmer? What did you learn from Home the Heretic? That there are indeed 700 million Hindus in the world. And, by the way, probably more now. They're probably nudging yeah. a billion.
2: I was going to say, 30 years ago. <laughs> probably a lot more now. <laughs> I learned that if you own a dog, you have no need to ever buy a dishcloth ever again. <laughs> I must admit that it kind of... Squick me out a little bit. <laughs> yeah? You don't let the cat lick you?
3: Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I suppose I have. <laughs> but only off my hand. That's the worst part. Well, then you go wash it. Well, you don't wash your chest? <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> I don't think I'd want an animal licking me on any part of my body other than my hand. Really? Maybe my feet, if I was feeling a bit sort of. I don't I'm know.
2: pretty sure it was Mitch who told a story once about how he was in the middle of coitus and the dog licked his bum. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure that was Mitch. Oh, oh my. Uh, Anyway, let us know, listeners. Was was that Mitch or am I I imagining another podcast? (laughs) Or is Dando fantasizing about Mitch? (laughs) Yes, exactly right. Jabail! Jabail is here! Let's get into the mailbag for Homer the Heretic. All right, Mm -hmm. so... First question here comes from Jonathan Rossi. He says, what is your patented out-of-this-world space-age moon waffle equivalent? I'll tell you what. If I'm making an indulgent breakfast for myself... Indulgent breakfast. Okay, yeah. Here's what I'll do. Mm -hmm.
3: I will head down to Sakita's Butcher in Bellpost Hill. Best butcher in Geelong. Best butcher in Geelong. Fantastic. Get myself a dirty, great, spicy, spicy chorizo sausage. Come home. I've already got some eggs. I've got uh, a nice capsicum. Red onion, some garlic, some chili. Put all these yeah, things yeah, in the. That, that,
2: that's what that's what you're supposed to say because garlic goes good with everything. Or makes everything better.
3: Garlic makes everything better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, put all that into the uh, into the fry pan. Uh, add a little bit of cheese. Once you've got the eggs in there, create a nice little sort of hash. Meanwhile, you're heating up your uh, tortillas. You put a bit of a uh, bit of guac on there, bit of salsa, then you. Ladle your uh, your hash onto it, a little bit of hot sauce on it. You fold those neatly. You put them in the sandwich press. You make yourself an awesome breakfast burrito. That, that is my. Incredible. It's pretty nice. Although I have reached a stage in my life where that's a sometimes food. It's not <laughs> all all the time food. It's
2: very sad. During lockdown, sometimes food's become three times a day food. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I'm like, and it's like Nick and I go. Which local business are we going to support today? <laughs> <laughs> good on you. You're a good egg. Doing the right thing. Next question from Giles Richard. What event slash activity have you decided not to go to and felt good about it? What did you do instead of it? I remember like always having excuses not to go to footy training. <laughs> I'm like, eh, it's Tuesday night. It's cold, it's dark, it's wet. What is Him? I don't want to go for training. <laughs> I'm like, look, mate, I'm really sorry. I've got like this uni assignment that's due tomorrow. Fuck, I shouldn't have left it last minute. I really apologise. Um, yeah, I ain't coming in today. <laughs> I ain't coming to training. Uh, look, if there's been one
3: upside to uh, the various lockdowns that we've been having mm-hmm. around Australia, it's that you can bail on certain plans. You know, and you've got a, a built-in excuse, a baked-in excuse, like. Love to come to your thing on Friday night, but you know, lockdown. Got to stay in. Got to watch yeah. some more Ninety Day Fiance. And yeah, that. exactly. Or
2: order in delivery or whatever. So, Nick and I are very big on border security at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Smashing into border security. But another good thing to have is kids. Kids are a great excuse. People don't question it. They're like, oh, yeah, whatever, kids. The kids are playing up. Ah, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. it, whatever. <laughs> I think Dando and I both
3: need, need to both, uh, you know, state that we're not completely anti-social people. We do like hanging with our friends on occasion. But there are some nights where it's like, oh, do we have to go to this thing?
2: Do we really have to go to this thing? Will they miss us? Andrew Kelly says, what animal would be coolest to share a shower with?
3: Hmm. I don't know. If it was a tame and friendly bear, maybe. But why? In what way would that be cool? I don't know. What?
2: The fucking bear, man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if a, a tame and friendly bear. I think, I think they'd enjoy having a shower. You've seen what bears are like when they scratch themselves up against a tree or something. I think they'd really
2: enjoy a shower and they'd be like, whatever
3: that kind
2: of stuff. (laughs) Imagine those bear cuddles. Be amazing. I think so. Alice Kaylee Burton, did you guys used to go to church when you were kids? And if so, when did you stop? I remember it being fairly normal for families over there. And I found that very strange. Hardly anyone in the UK did. We did. I remember my parents, it was more my mum, I think, was a driving force. It was like we're going to get this family. We're a nice, normal family. We're going to get us back on track. We're going to go to church. And I remember just fucking hating Sunday school. Hated it to the point where I was the reason that we stopped going because I just hated Sunday school.
3: Yeah, I um, I went pretty much every Sunday from. Oh, look, I can't remember the exact age we started,
2: but but oh, Bob, Bobby was pretty religious, wasn't he?
3: No, Mum, Margaret's
2: is mum very was H S. Okay.
3: Yeah, Dad sort of tagged along. Yep, and subsequently, Guy tagged along on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Didn't really enjoy it, and when I hit eighteen, I was like, "I am not doing this anymore." Sorry, you can't make me. Uh, no, yeah. I mean I don't think I was that dickish about it. But uh, Bob, Margaret, have fun. Say hi. To, say hi to the big cheese. But uh,
2: <laughs> I think I am going to stay home and uh, yeah, search for pennies. Read, play, dude. Andrew Swan, what's your ideal dream day like when you are at home alone? I am a very pull the blinds down, prepare a couple of movies to watch, get get them yes. ready. In the morning, have like a a, a good decent cheap breakfast. Uh, have something like a pizza or a souvlaki on my phone ready to order in for Uber Eats or whatever ready to, del- to deliver. So I don't have to leave the house. I don't want I don't want to leave the house. I'm gonna be in my underpants all day. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have my phone off. And no one's gonna contact me. I don't want to. I don't want to be contacted from the outside world. But I'm gonna put on something like a like a Star Wars: A New Hope or so- something that I just love. And I know I'm not gonna be interrupted. And uh, yeah, just a blinds down, movie on. Just knowing I'm going to go like a few hours without being interrupted just sounds like heaven to me these days.
3: Dando summed it up very nicely. I I like that very much. I like uh, that kind of setup that he's talking about. I also like occasions, you know, sometimes you'll wake up very, very early and it's like, you know what, I might as well get up. And I don't know, the world is quiet and you sort of start doing stuff. You feel a little bit motivated. Shit gets cleaned up, house starts looking nice or whatever, and usually- And the world is quiet. The world is quiet, which is great. Yeah. If you put a bit of elbow grease and a bit of effort into it, you've usually done your housework or whatever by maybe 10, 11 o'clock. You've got some good music going, as Dando mentioned earlier. Mm. all the All the good stuff. And then, once all that's done, you can just sit on your ass with a clean conscience and just go, all right- extended lord of the rings trilogy all day or something yeah. like that <laughs> or, or or indiana jones movies all day <laughs> yeah yeah just
2: back to the future something like yeah yeah one of my earliest memories of getting up early and discovering that there's a world out, there's a world before the sun comes up was staying at my uncle jock's place and uh over uncle jock would always get up at the crack of dawn like he'd always be up at like 5:30 in the morning and to me that was mind boggling but i was like all right whatever so I remember i would have been about i don't know maybe 7 or 8 and Uncle Jock woke us up and he lived and his brother, Elizabeth's brother, who's still with us, uh, Uncle Ned, he lives on Church Street, just near Minerva Road Shops here, just down the road from you. Hundred, yeah. I, won't, I won't say his actual address, but he lives in Church Street. <laughs> and, uh, and what's great about it is that the house hasn't changed in like 50 years. It's still exactly the same as how I remember it when I was a kid. But I remember waking up and looking at the window and it was dark and I remember being so confused and Uncle Jock was like, oh, go, we're going to walk up to the shop. So it was like quarter to six. And we're going to go up to the, you know, to the shop to buy the, the milk and the bread and go to the news agents. You always have to the news agents to get the newspaper and things like that. Yeah. I just remember that that trip of going out the front and walking up and hearing the magpies in the morning and just seeing the sun start to come up. And I was like, this is amazing. It was, like, oh, yeah. it, was my, it was like my first experience of sunrise Dawn. and early morning productivity. And it's, I'll, I'll never forget it.
3: Yeah, There's
2: a lot to be said for
3: it. I mean, if you can rouse yourself out of bed
2: from being a nice cinnamon bun... There's a lot to enjoy early in the morning. Yeah, it's really good. So, a couple more questions here. We'll wrap this up. Sean Davy have you ever misquoted a, fra- a phrase, book, movie, and remained confident you made your point after being corrected? I don't know if I have, but there's
3: a great story that I uh, read recently. Me, make mistakes?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Unpossible.
3: Um, <laughs> uh, about someone who heard the phrase, knowledge is power, attributed to the great thinker Francis Bacon. This person thought the whole phrase was "knowledge is power." France is bacon. So, anytime someone said "knowledge is power," you know this person would. This this story is probably bullshit. By the way, it's probably just a, made for an internet meme. But this person would respond, mm, "France is bacon." <laughs> it's it's a bit like that whole no soap radio thing. You know, yeah. you'd find people who'd be, who'd be sort of like, "Very true." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, but. As for me misquoting something, no, never, never, never.
2: We're gonna do never. one more question here because I have to go pick up the little dude from daycare, and if I'm too late, he'll be upset. Uh, so, Kenny Gad says, "Which Simpsons characters would you select to make up a police force, fire brigade, and ambulance crew?"
3: <laughs> oh, Kenny, gosh, that's a big ass question.
2: Let's just go fire brigade. All right, who are we gonna pick, who are we gonna choose in our own special fire brigade? I think Willie. Willie's the first one you're gonna have. Willie's a fucking mammoth. I think Kirk Van Houten would
3: be in there in a bid to reclaim his uh, strip from him masculinity.
2: Yeah, you just, at least he tries. <laughs> Very much so. Um, but at least he goes for it. Uh, I think, yes, yeah, so I think Willie, you say Kirk, I reckon you go with Willie, I think maybe even Frink, because Frink can sort of like use his smarts to try and think of the best way to handle the situation. That's true. Yeah.
3: Ah, we're using a hose. We should use yeah. something a bit more
1: effective. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Frank, Willie. Uh, Flanders, I think Flanders probably as well. He's pretty buffed up. As we can see, he's really good uh, with saving people. He's proven he's worth. True. The, was the previous episode, the episode
3: just before this one, that was Streetcar Named Marge, right? Yes, that was. Yep. And that's where he's jacked. You see him when he falls through the floor in this one. You're looking up at him, it's like a bit of a muffin top there, Ned. I mean, maybe it's just the angle or something. I,
2: I think it's because he tucks his shirt in. It just looks like that.
3: Oh, okay then. Mm, all right. That's the joke though. <laughs> yeah, true. I'm trying to think who else might be... I don't think
2: Otto would be. Um... I mean, if, you, you could go around your wolf castle because he's big too, but you need you need, you need collateral damage. You've got to get like a, a Cletus as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You need a martyr. Apologies to all the hillbillies out there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, there's a few that I would have on my fire brigade. So thank you for the questions, guys. All right. Well, thank you for choosing Home of the Heretic for this month's four-finger discount exclusive classic episode here for the Patreon page. You guys, your support each month is much appreciated. You're all absolute legends. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to check up the new poll uh, in the Facebook group. I'll check it up next week, I reckon. and We'll have four new titles to choose from. I've got a really good one in there that I'm hoping people choose. I won't say which one, but we'll see if they we'll see if they choose it. Uh, what was what were the other options this month? So Home of the Heretic one Let's see what the final results were. Go to the group. So we've got here Home of the Heretic won on 46 votes. Itchy and Scratchy Land came second with 37. King Size Homer, 19 votes. And Homosphobia, which I thought would have got more votes. Got four votes. Uh, I thought oh. I mean the thing is though, when you put an episode like Home of the Heretic in there, episodes like Homosphobia, they're great episodes. But home of the heretics always going to win. Of it's course. like you know, it's like asking choosing between your your loved one and God. Your loved one's always going to win. <laughs> That's correct. All right, guys, uh, thank you again, as I said, uh, for your support and patron. You're absolute champions, Mister Davis. Do you have any final words for our incredible patrons out there? Well, this uh, relies on our patrons knowing a bit
3: about the Dando household, but uh, please do off offer my podcast partner's wife a peanut. <laughs>